Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lovecast. I am here with Jordan and Butsy. Today, we are going to be drafting with the teams that we picked a while ago. Jordan picked the Thunder, Butsy picked the Charlotte. Hornets, and I picked the Spurs. So uh, we drafted for the respective teams, and then we went through and did a mock draft that we agreed upon. So um, just going through, first pick was Jabari to Orlando. The second pick, Jordan, you make it. Yeah, so it was either Chet or Paulo for, for the Thunder. And I took Chet because I think um, it's a it's just a match made in heaven with the Thunder. Uh, you have Shea already there. Um, Giddy, who's another good um, passer, playmaker. I think Chet um, fits perfect, center of the future for the Thunder. I think he's going to be a star. So pretty easy pick there. Yeah, um, I agree. Like I think Chet just fits perfectly for the Thunder, probably a little bit better than Paolo would fit. I think it'd be a little clunky with him there, but I think like all three of these guys are good enough and the Thunder are bad enough that anyone they grab there at this spot will be fine. But yeah, I like I like Chet to there. Um going through the rest of the draft until we get to the next person to make the pick. Um we have the Rockets grabbing Paolo, which I think is possible. We have the Kings grabbing grabbing Ivy, which from Right now, it looks like they might trade out of this spot because Ivy really does not want to go to Sacramento and was not um, uh, willing to meet with the team. So I think they might trade this pick, but if they don't, I have the feeling they took they take Ivy. Um, then that leaves the Pistons. I could see the Pistons taking Keegan Murray. I think he just fits in there well, and I could see him taking take see them taking him. Next, we have the Pacers taking Dyson Daniels. I think he would fit very seamlessly with Tyrese Halliburton, who's a very good player already and just fits really well with everyone to begin with. And then Chris Duarte and um, <clears throat> Buddy Heald and Jalen Smith and the rest of the kind of core that they have there. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, like they have a lot of players that are TJ Warren that are coming back and a point guard to facilitate. Um, and one that's a really good defender at that. I think that would be a good pick. I know that Indiana's not a huge rebuilding team, and Dyson can come in now and play right away. So that makes sense for them to take him. Next, we have Portland taking Shaden Sharp. In all likelihood, this is probably going to be moved to a different team. So Shaden, I thought, was a good placeholder to kind of throw in there because no one really knows where he's going, and Port no one really knows where this Portland pick is going. But this Portland pick is definitely, or I would say like most likely on the move just because um, Portland is – looking to for some reason get veterans and build around dame and be better so i think they should make this pick i think the right decision is to make this pick but i think they might trade this pick and it sounds like they're heavy on like og ananobi so that could be where that's going um the next pick we have uh the pelicans taking benedict matherin i think this would just be an absolute steal for them i think it would be a great pick for them and he would fit in perfectly with the young core they have Benedict Mathurin's name has been getting a lot of heat, so it sounds like he might go a little bit earlier, but this is still really high for him, so maybe he'll get taken with this pick. But I think I think uh, the Pelicans would definitely take him at this spot. It's a good pick for them. Um, the next pick was the Spurs, so that's my team. So um, we know that the Spurs have been shopping DeJounte Murray, and it sounds like what their goal is is to trade and get to – they don't want to get more picks. They want to get um, more players. So their goal is to, I think, package some picks together and trade to get a better pick. So I'm not sure if they'll actually keep this pick, but if they do, I would really like as a, if I was running this team, I would take Jeremy Sohan just because 
he's so like he's not going to be great as a shooter i don't think and he may never ever become great as a shooter but he's got everything else down he's such a great defender he would fit in really seamlessly with what we already have going that allows for like a pretty good defensive team and obviously like there's still nowhere near competing but i really like jeremy sohan and i i i hope that they would grab him with this pick especially with their history with international players and bigger players i think they could really turn him into something special and the Spurs organization is one of the best in the in the um, league, so I would just really love to see them um, do something with Jeremy. But yeah, so- just a quick note on uh, Sohan. I was listening to uh, Ryan Rosillo. He hopped on part of my take. I don't know if you guys listen to that amazing podcast. Love Ryan Rosillo. Really well, you should listen yeah. to the Rosillo podcast. Yeah, I, I do that as well. But he came on part of my take and kind of gave uh, a brief draft overview, and he said that his favorite player that he's kind of like willing to risk his reputation on is Sohan. Right, yeah. he's willing to repu- willing willing to risk his reputation on Sohan because he believes that he's going to be able to do everything on the floor. Um, not really score a ton, but just make a lot of winning plays. And he's also so fucking young yeah. um, that he could he could have really long career at just making winning plays for winning teams. So uh, every winning team needs a guy like Sohan. He compared him to uh, Rasilla, compared him to like a Draymond Green type guy. Mm-hmm. So I think he would fit perfectly under Pop. Any any unbelievable coach can take those guys and turn them into into guys that you really need to win championships exactly i can not that the spurs are anytime soon but just yeah you know, in the future uh, just a note on that's just a note on sohan i completely agree and my my like i'm a huge fan of him especially because he's just just because he's polish too but um he my fear actually is if he goes to the next or the team with the uh next pick which would be the wizards uh my fear would be if sohan goes there which i think he probably it's he he's actually projected to go there and the wizards just are the complete opposite of the spurs they have no history of being like good and they kind of do not do well with younger with building younger players up so i really would like to see him go to a place like the spurs like you said where they have that coaching infrastructure that can really uh, pull all the best uh talent out of so sohan so like i mentioned the next pick is the wizards I have them grabbing grabbing AJ Griffin. So to me, AJ Griffin, other than uh, Shade and Sharp, AJ Griffin has the most uh, disparity between what he could be. I think like his injuries history is very scary, and I'm really worried about him holding up in the NBA in that terms. But if he actually is able to hold up, he could be very very good. Problem is, it looks like he's a lot. He's lost a little bit of a step even from high school, which. He is coming off of an injury, so maybe he was just trying to recover, or maybe he's lost that step for good, and that could be kind of tough. So yeah, so the next pick is just um, uh, AJ Griffin. He would be really good for the Wizards. He would fit in well with what they have. They really can just pick whatever they want at this point because they're bad enough. So yeah, AJ Griffin. And then our 11th pick, we have the Knicks selecting Johnny Davis. I think the Knicks would be really happy to select him, but I think that they want to move up in this draft. So I know that they're going heavy to on trading four to grab Jaden Ivey, but I don't know how they would do that. It seems to me like it would be um, an asset, like an asset player along with the 11th pick to get four, but I'm sure Sacramento would get better offers. So I'm not sure if this happens, but see, I think we see some insane moves tonight before the draft. I completely agree. I think this draft is going to be fucking ridiculous. Um, Celtics have been in talks to make huge moves. The Spurs, the, like, up to 28 you mentioned mm-hmm. were in talks with um, the, uh, the Hawks. John Collins. Um, something about John Collins being in yeah. there. It's like, and DeJounte Murray is literally posting on Twitter. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that. He's, He's reacting to his trades. Yeah. 
He's like, ooh, ooh I like, could go to Santa or to Atlanta. When he's talking about getting traded. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement in this draft. Um, I think there's so much talent. I was listening to Ryan Russell, obviously, like I just said, and I completely agree with what he had to say about the tiers, kind of the tiers of yeah. players in this draft. So we have first tier, top three, no question. And that second tier kind of drops off at like around that end of the lottery mark, yeah. I, in my opinion. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see if teams are going to move up, move down to see, try and grab who they, who they can. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a lot of movement. I think it's going to be hectic. I think it's going to be crazy, uh, but I'm very, very excited because I think the NBA is in, a, in an amazing place. I agree. The only thing is that every time we hear about, I mean, I feel like every draft we hear about all these potential trades and then it's, it's, there's never as many as we think, but hopefully, hopefully this one there is because I I'm hearing a lot of news and, there's a lot of teams that are like willing to move. So I, I, I agree. I think there will be actual moves this time, which is interesting. So the next pick is our buddy JD's Oklahoma city thunder. So who are you grabbing with your, yeah. Um, so I just got Chet at two. I think I'm going to go twin towers here. Grab Mark Williams. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that is, that is never, that is like literally, he just, he just said that pissed me off because that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what not what we planned on. Would never, you. ever, ever, no GM in the right mind would ever do that. But no, carry on, carry on. Carry on. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I need a wing. So I'm going to go with uh, Ochai Agbaji out of Kansas. Wow. Uh, I think uh, if AJ Griffin falls to this spot, I think I would take AJ Griffin. Max is still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think AJ will go before Ochai. So I like Ochai as a three and D wing, very versatile defender, um, strong guy. I think he's, he is 22 years old, which oh, is why I, I think, um, he'll probably get to this spot, but he's very NBA ready. I think, um, he'd be a great piece for the Thunder. Yeah. Like you just said, Jordan, I think you covered it in your little last sentence. Like he's NBA ready. If he doesn't come in and make an immediate impact, I think his career could be really short. Um, you know, 40% from three in college can play both sides of the ball. He's a fucking tremendous basketball player, tremendous athlete. Um, but you know, is he going to be able to come in and make an impact? And if he doesn't within his first year, then he could really have a short career in the NBA, uh, just because of his age and, you know, development people are not going to want to put the time into him, the resources, the money, all that shit to, to see him develop. So he kind of has like a, I would say like a three year window, two to three year window of, if he can play at a really high level, if he can come in and make an impact. And if not, then he can have a pretty short NBA career and probably just go make shit ton of money in China and ball out. Especially uh, I agree with that, especially with his injury history. If he is not able to stay healthy, I just don't think like his history is bad enough where the teams are probably not going to gamble on him anymore because the margin of error is so slim and you're not going to want to gamble on a guy with horrible injury history like him. If he continues to get injured in the NBA, that being said, if he's able to stay healthy, able to um, get to the right team and optimize his potential, then he'll be very, very good because he is very NBA ready and he fits really well. That creates kind of a huge, like a very interesting big, big like lineup of um, Griffin, Chet, uh, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Josh Giddy. That's a good. That's good four names on your starting five of a lineup, especially in four years from now. Like that will be huge. So good pickup. Next yeah, we'll pick see. is but maybe um maybe I'll regret um you know passing on Mark Will there. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think he'll have too long to wait. Um, Butsy, who's your next pick? My first pick of the draft is gonna be Mark Williams. The the reason I chose 
the Hornets as a team is because I think they have such an exciting young, young core. They just brought in a new head coach. I really don't know much about him, but I am, I'm assuming that he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, I'm just really, really excited about this Hornets team. They are the most fun team to watch, and they what do they need more at like the most right now is a defensive anchor in the middle to kind of hold down that defense. Their defense was, I believe, the worst in the NBA when it came to points allowed, but you know, they're to like, we would watch a game and their point total uh, would be like around 120 pretty much every night. You know, totals for their games were constantly 240 because while they put up 120, they would also give up 120 pretty much every night. Uh, their points allowed was pretty terrible, but the points scored is great. So an anchor like Mark Williams, who is clearly NBA ready and clearly uh, ready to make an impact on the floor on a Hornets team where they don't really have that. You know, they got Trez, Plumlee, um, not really great options uh, at, the, at the five spot. So a complete anchor like Mark Williams, I'm really excited to bring on my new team because um, we all pledge allegiances to new teams after the Celtics lost in the finals. Max has the magic, which just are terrible. At least I have a semi-decent team and a team that has a chance of making the playoffs. I don't know. I feel like your team likes drinking lean and smoking more than playing basketball. They do. No, me. they definitely like. I saw a meme and it was like the Charlotte Hornets. Those boys play basketball as like a second job or something. Yeah, as a day <laughs> job. Or they just yeah, they don't really care. Um, Which yeah, especially especially with um Montrez's recent arrest with like six pounds of weed (laughs) (laughs) literally i was like yeah i'm gonna be a hornets fan now because that because the Celtics fucking suck i mean yeah an extreme exaggeration and then i go on like twitter and i just see that mantra's hero get got like arrested and i was like (laughs) and then next to it you go to instagram and you see just miles bridges posting lean with a joint in his hand like yeah like fucking making rap this dude this dude is clearly not focused on basketball but exactly i'm excited for the for the charlotte team yeah so i think this is a great pick the only thing I actually see them making a pick like this. The only thing is I've from what I've heard is that Jalen Duran will probably be the first big to go before Mark Williams. So I could see Charlotte grabbing Jalen Duran if he's available, but it's also saying that he could be picked up earlier, especially with that seventh pick. If a team yeah. that needs a big so, moves up there, so it could be Mark Williams, but either way, I think I agree with you that Charlotte's taking a center and it's either going to be like Mark Williams or Jalen Duran. So, so what's interesting is ESPN uh, latest mock draft has Jalen Duran going 11 to the New York Knicks. And my thing about Duran is there's That'd just no be Mitchell nine. Robinson. Yeah, but there's but he could be a four. I think he's f- small enough to play a four spot. Yeah. Um, there's no denying his athletic ability. It's just like he has games where he shows up and then games where he doesn't. Like he has games yeah. that you watch Memphis and you're like, holy fuck, this guy is insane like, in like ridiculous. And then you watch yeah. him and you're like, where is he on the floor? Exactly. So it's just going to be a consistency. Um. I'm excited for, for Mark. I think he's an incredible player. He's only 20 and a half years old. I think he comes in, makes immediate impact for the Hornets. Yeah, he's going to be super fun, especially with LaMelo um, doing those uh, lobs. It's going to be a lot, very interesting. Um, yeah, so the next pick in the draft is... Okay, uh, the next pick in the draft, number 14, is the Cavs. And the Cavs are in a situation where I could see them trading maybe like out of this pick or getting a different like trading up trading down i'm not too sure but i could see them trading this pick but i could also see them keeping it and if they do keep it i think they might take usman dang i know they really like i've heard a lot of okai agbaji noise to them and if he lasts to till then which he may i could see them taking him but usman dang is pretty is a pretty interesting pick. I actually really like him, and I think that 
he would be really he would fit nicely. He's a 6'10, 19-year-old out of uh France who played for New Zealand. Just a very solid player. I I I like his fit with what they have going on, but I could see them really taking anyone. Um, and then the next pick, that was you, Butsy. Yeah, so I have the 15th pick, um, 13th and 15th, which is actually a pretty good spot for the Hornets because I think the talent drops off after this. Yeah. It's interesting to see, to look at a mock draft uh, from, you know, just after the college season compared to now. There has been – sorry, sorry, I was just running. There's been so much <laughs> fucking movement. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, like, you know, 12, according to ESPN's mock draft, has A.J. Griffin going to the Thunder. Uh, 13 is Jeremy Sohan, and I think he goes way higher. I think yeah. he's way more valuable than 13. Rosillo had him, or not Rosillo, someone had him going as soon as like five. Like some people, yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. so ESPN has 13, um, being Sohan and then 15 being Mark Williams. I don't think Sohan gets to 13, but if he does, I'm gonna take him, right? Oh, Obviously. for sure, yeah. yeah, no question. Um, but with the 15th pick, uh, it's a tough one because I don't really love anybody kind of after this 15 spot kind of the 14 spot um we got Tarai easton from lsu yeah Jalen williams from uh santa clara um malachi branham from ohio state and ultimately that's what i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick branham i'm a big fan of his he's only 19 years old he had a phenomenal year he balled out um i think he can bring a level he kind of fits in well with the with the young Hornets crew, I think any really young player or any player in this draft is going to fit well with the Hornets because of just the age, the speed at which they play with. They all kind of play the same brand of basketball, which is obviously important to have on a team. You don't have like four guys playing fast and then like three guys like to slow it down. We have all uh, kind of straight running gun guys, guys like to give the four fast and, and Malachi Branham will absolutely do that. 19.1 years of age from Ohio State. Um I'm I'm very excited to uh, to see what he can bring to the Hornets. I think uh, that would be a great pick for him. Yeah, actually, uh, I actually was able to watch Malachi Branham and uh, EJ Liddell in person. Um, my girlfriend used to go to Penn State, and when I went to go visit her, we watched a Penn State Ohio State basketball game. And let me tell you, Malachi Branham was easily the best player on the floor, even though Penn State isn't a good basketball team. Like he really, really was. Like Riley and I went into that not knowing any players on either team, and we left knowing Malachi Branham for sure. Cause he was really, really good. And yeah, I, I really like his fit with Charlotte. He would, it would be interesting. Maybe he could be someone that you like bring up to sort of replace maybe if PJ Washington leaves something like that. But yeah, I like that pick. That's a good pick. Big fan of his. Um, yeah. Just one more thing. I think that the Hornets have the ability to really kind of beef up their roster here. And it's interesting because they brought in a brand new head coach too. Right. That's kind of something that gets overlooked uh, when it comes to these drafts is, you know, the head coach and the GM don't have a lot of time to get aligned with what they want to do. Obviously they must be somewhat aligned because he's the new head coach. They have to share some values, but the head coach and the GM have to be on the same page. Like we saw um, in the magic documentary, it's not even a documentary, the fucking show. I don't even know if this is true, Um, but the lake Lake show, whatever the thing I've, I've heard that that thing is like all over the place. I I wanted it to be realistic and it just wasn't, but they played off like bus was trying to take uh wanted to take magic with everything. And the coach was, or Jerry West was so against it at the time. So maybe that's true, but you know, it kind of just speaks to the relationship of the GM and the head coach when it comes to the draft. And, and I think that the Hornets, um, I think the front office and the head coaching staff, the coaching staff will be aligned and, They'll come in and have a very, very effective draft, which can really set them up for 
for greatness this year, unless everyone decides to go do other careers because basketball is just like a hobby. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, good pick. Um, the next pick coming up at number 16 is Atlanta. And I actually have Atlanta taking Tari Eason. I think he would fit in super nicely, especially if they get rid of John Collins. He could be a good big to come in. I know they, or especially um, uh, like just picturing a backcourt of Okongwu and Tari Eason. That's a very scary backcourt, especially with, or a front court rather with, um, I, I actually never understood that if it was front or backcourt. I'm not sure, but picturing having, Atlanta with two big guys that are Tari Eason and uh, Okongwu. That would be huge. They would be much better if that happened. They'd be a very good defensive team, a very strong team. So I like that pick for them. Uh, the next pick I have, or we had Houston taking Jalen Duran. Obviously, if this happened, that would be awesome. It might happen. And I would really like this pick. The The idea of Duran getting lobs from Jalen Green or Palo is just such a fun, fun idea he could be really that could be a really good team of the future and yeah Jalen Jalen Duran welcome to Houston number 18 we have Chicago Chicago grabbing EJ Liddell as I mentioned I saw him play in person he's a six seven sort of like power forward I guess uh a lot of power very strong he could be a great defender that's that would really really increase the defense that Chicago already has making them a very scary defensive team and I think he would fit in nicely with what the Bulls are doing. However, this this is another pick that could be on the move, depending on what Chicago wants to do. Number 19, I have Minnesota grabbing Kennedy Chandler. I saw him play in person a million times as he goes to the greatest university of all, University of Tennessee. And yeah, he he's just good at everything. The problem is his height and weight is really what's dragging him down in this draft. And unfortunately, it'll probably lose him some money because he's a great talent. He does. He really just doesn't do anything wrong. And I love him going to Minnesota and sort of taking over the Pat Bev role. And yeah, now they have a really interesting core of Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, who I'm extremely high on Kennedy Chandler. Those guys are two winners. And at the very minimum, a core of Anthony Edwards and Kennedy Chandler is a very interesting one. Uh, next pick. That would be the Spurs. That's who I'm drafting for. I have us taking Kendall Brown. Kendall Brown out of out of Duke, out of not Duke, uh, out of um, Baylor. He, very hoppy, good athleticism. I, I good playmaker. Um, really one of the key uh, Baylor players, along with Jeremy Sohan, that that brought them just to where they were. I really like this pick. I think he fits in nice with what we've got going on, of course. And yeah, he just he just works well with what we're trying to do. If we can bring him up and make him a really good player, then we have like a Dejounte Murray, a, uh, um, Jeremy Sohan, and uh, and Kendall Brown. That's a very good trio. And then the next pick, just to just to speed run it until the next pick by, um, in the first round, which is made by Jordan at number thirty. Uh, we're just going to do a quick speed run of what the picks are. Denver grabs Blake Wesley, point guard out of Notre Dame. Memphis will grab Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Philly will grab Jaden Hardy out of the G League. Bucks is gonna, are going to grab Ty Ty Washington. That's a fun pick. Um, the Spurs, that's my team. We need a big desperately. We have Jakob Pertle, who's not great. And we got uh, Zach Collins, who's coming off an injury. He's not that great either um i'm gonna grab uh walker kessler 
I've that's this is another player I've seen play in person. He was good, man. He blocked everything. He a little limited offensively, but he can finish well around the rim. Great rebounder. He would be really nice for the Spurs. They have a great history of big men, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Tim Duncan, stuff like that. I I would love to see them bring in a guy like Walker Kessler and really leave the offense to Jeremy Sohan and maybe other good players and let Walker Kessler and uh, Jeremy Sohan uh, anchor the defense. That would be a really tough team to score on. The pick after that, we have Dallas taking Marjon Bucamp. Uh, I, I could, that would be a fun pickup, but I believe that pick got traded. I could be wrong though, but yeah, Dallas, Marjon Bucamp, uh, Miami, we have them grabbing Patrick Baldwin Jr. And then we have the Warriors grabbing Wendell Moore Jr., Memphis grabbing Christian Braun. And then the next draft pick, that is the last draft pick of the first round, and that'll be going to Jordan. Jordan, who's your pick? Okay, so um, for my last pick, which is pick 30, I'm going to go with Caleb Houston. Um, There's going to be a lot of guys that come off the board right around here that I would rather have. If Christian Brown um, is available, I would take him. If Wendell Moore Jr. is available, I would take him. But I don't think either of them will be, so I'm going to go with uh, Caleb Houston, who is 6'8", sharpshooter out of Michigan. I I think um, the Thunder should, after they take Chet, just load up on 3 and D guys, which is what I did with Ochai and and Houston. Um, He's 6'8", versatile defender. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's not very strong. Um, he's not super athletic, but he's a good shooter, good size. Um, so that's who I'm going with for my last pick. Perfect. Alrighty. Thank you. Good pick Jordan. And yeah, we drafted, that's us drafting the first round of the NBA draft for the three teams that we picked. Um, this was harder as we got closer, just because the amount of trades that are going to happen and everything, um, I just don't really know what's going to happen in this draft and we're going to post this after the draft happens. So it's going to be fun to go back and see how wrong we were, but yeah, this was a really fun exercise and it's going to be fun to see uh, how those players look, even if they weren't drafted on our team, just the players that we ended up picking for our teams, just to see how they do on whatever teams they end up on. And maybe we got some stuff, right? Maybe we didn't. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Malik and Jordan. Um, We're going to be reacting to that crazy draft last night. Um, Lots of fun moves, lots of interesting picks. Really, not a lot of like bad moves. A lot of the picks I thought were good, but there were definitely some head scratchers in there. Um, So going into it, we're just going to talk about our our three successful team or some successful teams and some fail some teams that failed this draft going into it. So starting off, Malik, who's your first team that either failed or succeeded in this draft i feel like the team that succeeded the most is the pistons they got yeah. three dudes that can start for them next 10 years 10 plus mm. and uh the failure i'd have to go with the new york knicks <laughs> uh yeah. now uh they're setting up for Jalen bronson which mm. it's good for them i mean <laughs> they should try to, they should try to flip those picks for a Donovan Mitchell or someone of that caliber. But I feel like they could have done, they could have kept at least like kept one of the picks, but they did get Trevor Keels. It was a good prospect. I liked him. Yeah. No, the the Pistons had an insane draft. They were my first, I think that they were all of our picks really for like who won the draft. It was definitely the Pistons. The, the, the fact that they were able to grab Jaden Ivey, who some people said could be one of the best players out of all like out of the top four, if not the best. Um, 
and then pair him alongside Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey. Um, just what the like they have a ton of good young talent there. And now they have a projected starting lineup of like Jalen Duran, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, and Jaden Ivey. Now that's gonna be a really, really solid team. And then they also have a ton of cap. Um, as we talked about, they took they were able to um grab Kemba and release him and wave him and buy him out. But um, they now still have the option where they could offer Aiton a contract. And if they have Aiton, that's kind of like Isaiah Stewart's a good backup center, but Aiton as your starting center would create a lineup of Sadiq Bey, Cade uh, Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, DeAndre Aiton. That's a, that's a very, very solid starting lineup. And four years down, three, four years down the road, this team's going to be really, really good. Um, Jordan, before this, we were talking about the Knicks failures. So let's get into that. What the hell are the yeah. Knicks doing? Like, what is going well, on? So here's the thing, like Malik mentioned them uh, doing all this and clearing space for Jalen Brunson, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. If yeah, if they're going to try to sign Brunson to this max deal that he wants and like hope that he's going to carry them somewhere in terms of winning, like I just don't see that happening. Um, yeah. Unless he it, grows, but he's like 30. So that's not yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to grow. He's like he's <laughs> two or something. He's like but, six foot, dude. He's so yeah. short. But I, I don't mind the move itself. I was telling you guys, like, they traded one pick for three, I think, and got rid of Kemba in the process. I don't mind that move. But if they do that just to get Brunson, then it, it makes no sense. And it looks like it's heading that way. So we'll see. Yeah. So there's a ton of it really does look like it, it's going to be Brunson because they hired his dad to be part of the front office. And then they also hired Malik was telling us that they hired one of his agents to no, the, um his agent is the general manager now his former agent and his dad's going to be an assistant coach okay yeah so yeah so exactly so yeah so like malik said um that they already are starting this infrastructure that they're building that has a lot of um just like time and association with jalen brunson and then not to mention um when trading kemba they cleared up space in order to grab brunson and uh malik also mentioned to us that they had like the Knicks go to the Suns Mavs game and like yeah. try to pr- try to grab Brunson and like make a, like, you know, just make a little pitch to him. So it seems like it's pretty solidified that that's who they're going after. And like you guys said, I, d- I just don't understand what they're trying to do. Um, why are you building around um, Brunson? Like Brunson and Barrett is a good backcourt, but you still have this black hole in Julius Randle that you need to get get off the team because he's just not a good player anymore. And he peaked already and you're getting, I understand that you're getting future capital, but that 13th pick, like that's how you do that. That's how you build more. Um, like you get more players that are solid and especially in a draft that was this deep, like those are going to be players that could contribute at that spot. And those four first round picks that you guys mentioned that they got, those picks might not be in the lottery even. Like those picks are most likely going to be later first round picks. And those there's a high failure rate, especially on drafts that aren't as deep as this one. So I just don't really know what they're doing here. I feel bad for Knicks fans because I know they really thought they got at least like Jalen Duran, who could be like Mitchell Robinson 2.0, but now they don't even have him. And I don't even know what they ended up with. It just didn't look that great. Um, who are your guys' next teams that stuck out like as successes or failures, Jordan? Yeah, so someone I want to talk about is the Sacramento Kings as a loser. So Max and I did a a segment rebuilding the Kings, and our first move was to trade De'Aaron Fox. Um, 
and the Kings obviously did not want to trade De'Aaron Fox, but me and Max both like talked about it. If you're not going to trade Fox, then you have to trade out of the fourth pick, right? Yeah. Like you can't just pass on Jaden Ivey and give up an asset like that. And now you have Keegan Murray, who's a good fit for your team, but you could have very easily like eight. traded back <laughs> yeah. um, and still gotten him. So I don't know. The Kings are just kind of in a in a place where they're stuck right now, it seems. Uh, they just like keep making questionable moves. So yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about the Kings? Yeah, Malik, was you did you did you do you have any sort of idea of what they're doing, or do you agree that this was just fucking stupid? I mean, yeah, it was it's pretty dumb, but they really had to they had to pick Keegan because um, yeah. they have they've picked like past four or five drafts they picked point guards. Yeah, so like they had to switch it up somehow and. I guess they're going to try to work it out. You could have got Ivy and still like try to move Fox or Mitchell, but you don't want, you didn't want to move a point guard, just like potential star point guard two years in a row. So I, I get where they're coming from. I'm just like not grabbing Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. a loser, I think a loser would be the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Cause they have, a, they just picked a guy who hasn't played in like 12 months, which is <laughs> yeah. concerning. I mean, they could be a winner, though, with that pick because it's just yeah. you don't know. And like the weird thing about the Trailblazers is that all intent and purposes, it seems that they're trying to get better. Right. They trade for Jeremy Grant. That's not a player that's going to be there for a rebuild. He's leaving a rebuilding situation in Detroit. He obviously wants to play on a team where um, they're contending. And I think that Portland thinks that they're going to start doing that soon. They have a pretty good core of Josh Hart, uh, Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard. Obviously, they need Nurkic to be healthier and if they can sign him up or if they could have gotten a bigger player, like I would have liked them to grab Jalen Duran or Mark Williams or something like that. Wow. That would have been maybe a little high for them, but I don't know. I thought there was stuff they could have done. I actually didn't mind the shade and sharp pick. Like I think it was a weird pick for them that if they're looking to be better now, why would you grab someone that's actually going to be good? Or maybe someone who's older, like AJ Griffin or Benedict Mathurin or something like that. But instead they just went and grabbed Shaden and are kind of, um, just like gambling on him, sort of like an Anthony Simons type pick where you just are gambling on the talent. But yeah, I don't know. It was a little strange if they want to win now. Why would you pick someone who might not be playing? Yeah, Anthony Anthony is like really good now. Yeah. He, last part of the season, I was like 22 a game. He was a gambling um, pick. Yeah, yeah. He's like fresh out of high school. Yeah, too. he was like 17 or 18 coming yeah. to the draft. He was like the youngest player in the league for like two years. <laughs> and so, yeah, it took him so long to get like, actually good minutes and start yeah. playing and make shots but i don't he would still right. be he would still be one of the younger guys in the draft now and he's already been in the league like two or three years so yeah. it, like i i see what they're doing it's just it's weird when your team is going one way and um you just make a pick that's kind of the opposite way i wanted to get back on the on the kings though real quick just to really highlight like how dumb this was so <laughs> Like they're not going to take I they weren't going to take Ivy obviously because he didn't work out with them and so they have a couple of options now they could they could have one taken him and tried to flip him before the draft ended for a different asset or two they could have taken him and just seen what they could do maybe they trade Fox later maybe they work it out whatever or three they could have just moved back like Jordan said and then then like what's stopping you from saying to Detroit, like, hey, I'm going to grab Ivy right now. What's stopping them from saying, like, all right, we'll give you five and, like, a later pick in this first round for the fourth pick, we'll go up and grab Ivy. Like, there was ways they could have maneuvered it. I know when Detroit picked Ivy, their phone started blowing up about trades for him. So there were trades out there, and teams were interested. And I think 
the Kings just didn't even think about that. Or, I mean, I'm sure they thought about it that, but I think they just made the decision to like, no, we're just going to pass on Ivy. And I just, I I think that decision is going to come back and kick them in the butt. If you know the Kings, you know that they took Marvin Bagley over like Luca. They've passed on Clay Thompson before. They passed on, they've passed on so many different players that like the next pick was a hit. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Ivey is a hit for Detroit and just another one of those all-stars that um, the Kings passed on. It's just weird to me. They, they, the NBA is about assets and they just, they got, they lost one asset. They could have, they could have had a free asset and they just didn't take it. So to me, that's why they failed. Um, Another team that I really liked what they did in this draft um, and was the, pelicans i really like them grabbing dyson daniels at that spot they have a really solid team now um they got zion cj mccollum brandon ingram dyson daniels like this is a great good jonas jonas valentunas uh they got they got they got some guys alvarado is a good defender like this is going to be a smart team are there any other uh teams that stuck out to you that you like yeah uh, oh yeah you gotta go i wanted to talk about the rockets for a little bit so oh yeah your team yeah, yeah, my my new team. So, uh, going into this draft, um, I I did think Paolo was the best player, and I said I would take him number one. Um, but I also said like between those top three picks, there's such little variance. So if yeah. you're the Rockets, like I think you should be very happy that that Jabari slipped um, to number three. He's he's gonna play now with Jalen Green, who is pretty ball dominant, um, super athletic. Obviously, he's a very good player. And then Jabari Smith Jr. is not ball dominant at all, plays great off the ball, awesome shooter, um, you know, scores off of one or two dribbles. So I think that's a perfect fit. I think those two are going to work really well together. And if I'm the Houston Rockets, I am over the moon with getting Jabari at three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked Orlando because they – these past few weeks I've been here and chat Jabari and chat Jabari, and they just went, got the best player, like Jordan said. And I really liked um, the Warriors. They got Patrick Baldwin, number one player coming out last year. And he, had, yeah. he struggled in Milwaukee. And I feel like they can develop him to be something really good. Yeah. No, I, I, and especially like with a great front office like the Warriors that is just known for developing and hitting on those 28th overall picks like they do every year with like yeah. Poole and everyone like that. Like Patrick Baldwin, well, Baldwin Jr., I won't be surprised if we see him in the, fi- in the finals with the Warriors one day because. He has tremendous upside. He was um, one of those kids. He went to Milwaukee to play for his dad. Had a shit season with him, but that should have went to Duke. But yeah, he should exactly like he could have gone to a much better school. He just went to go play for his dad. Did not work out. It's like kind of hard to figure out if you can hold that against him really. But he's six ten and does a lot on the basketball floor. He did not look good last season, but this is a great. That was a great pick. That's a good pick to highlight. Um, overall, something that stuck out to me is like. I feel like everyone got much better at the draft process, like team wise. I know we analyze this draft and everyone talks about it. It makes all these mock drafts and not one person is even close, especially this season. Um, but I'm looking through all these picks and a lot of the, these picks have like a plus grades or high B's. And I think a lot of teams made really good picks and the NBA is going to be really, really fun, um, especially next season coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about some picks, maybe that were just like one off picks and players that we really, really liked. Um, in this draft. So yeah, we'll be right back with that. All right, we're back. We're just going to get into some of our favorite picks of the draft. Uh, Malik, start us off. Who are some of your favorite picks out of this draft? I really like the, um, the Nikola Jovic. I'll try to get that one right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, 
he's like he's like six ten. Mm-hmm. He's got all the tools like behind. Let him develop in that Miami system. He'll he'll be really good soon. Yeah, I'm banking on that. Yeah, Miami has developed far worse players, and Jovic has a ton of the tools. He just needs the development. So great team to pick him up. Like that's kind of a scary pickup because oh, yeah. a six ten, you know, sort of like Chet, I guess, sort of just huge who can do really anything great defensive awareness but he's still really raw uh closer to poku for sure but still good pick for miami i like that pick jordan uh yeah i'm gonna talk a little bit about this pacers pick at number six i really like the ben mathern pick here i was very high on him uh at arizona and i think it also fits great with the pacers roster so you're gonna have tyrese at point guard um you still have malcolm brogdon I'm assuming because of that, um, Matherin can come off the bench, but we'll see what they do. They still have Buddy Heald, too. Yeah. Um, but Matherin's just a really good uh, shooter, scorer, uh, plays great off the ball, like um, can also get downhill if he needs to. So I love that pick and the fit there for the Pacers. And he fits well with Miles Turner, too, if they don't end up moving him. Like now they have a core of like, I'm sure Brogdon's probably gone. He's been in so many trade rumors. I just don't really know who would want him just because he hasn't really played, especially with the injuries. But if they yeah. do get rid of him, now you sort of have a core of if they keep Chris Duarte, which seems like they did, they will after leaving the draft with him. Because my thoughts were if they move up to four, it would probably be Chris Duarte in the sixth pick to the to grab Jaden Ivey, who I know they really, really wanted and who I mentioned would be like the steal of the draft if the Pacers got him, especially being from Indiana. Um Either way, though, yeah, like now they have Chris Duarte, they have Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton, and like a lot of those are guys that can play with really anyone, play well. Benedict Matherin is really just what they needed. He's not one of those players that's going to need to like, like I know they're rebuilding technically, but Carlisle is known for not wanting to rebuild. He's not a huge like rebuilding guy. He wants to win championships and he wants to win. And Benedict Matherin's a, a win now player. There's not going to be a lot of, you don't need a lot of time with him to like build him up. He's not like Nikola Jovic, who you're going to need to put into a system and build him up. He's going to be ready to win and play now. So it's a great pick for them and where they're going. My favorite couple of, so there were some teams that completely just killed this draft. And like the Rockets were one for sure. Memphis for sure. Absolutely. Just like killed this draft. Um, First one I want to talk about was the Spurs. The Spurs killed this draft too. They got my, one of my favorite players, Jeremy Sohan. Um, of course, Polak, so shout out. And I'm going to get his jersey, of course, uh, in that Spurs black. It's going to be looking clean. And then also they grabbed, they were able to grab, um, okay, yeah, they were able to grab as well Malachi Branham from Ohio State, who I saw in person. And he was, he's going to be really, really good. Kind of a just, I really like this pick for the Spurs because he fits nicely with what they've got going on. And then they also were able to snag Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame, who's a very good point guard, shooting guard. He's a he's a um, got a high upside. He's not like super consistent, but he's got a lot of flashing or a lot of flash to him. And he's just a good. Sh- I think he could be a good shooting guard in this league. And now you're looking pretty solid. You got Jonte Murray, Jeremy Sohan. Um, you got uh, Blake Wesley and then you got. um Oh shoot! Who else did they draft? Malachi Branham. Like that's a good young core, good smart players. Um, Jeremy Sohan can't shoot, but the Spurs have like a world-renowned shooting coach. So if he is able to go there and tweak his jumper or just get it fixed up a little bit, like he could be a really great player. He's going to be a good player. Like you're going to see him. He's going to 
he's going to be like a Draymond guy where he's going to have like six points, but like do everything else. And I just like Sohan for them. I think that's a great pick for them. And they just made a lot of really great picks in this draft. What's your next uh, pick you like, Malik? I really like Mark Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlotte hasn't had a good a good center since like Bismack Biombo. And he wasn't really <laughs> was good. he even good? Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't really good. So and Mark has about the ability. Zellers too. Oh yeah, the Zeller. He's they're still there. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Mark has the ability to um the guard to pay and switch out on the perimeter and try to contain these faster guards. He's got a good good switch ability. And I like love his defensive potential. Like he could be a defensive player of the year type player. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and he's very that, versatile. That um, that young core in Charlotte is going to be so fun to watch. Yep. Um, watching Lamelo and, and Mark Williams throw throw lobs and stuff. That's going to be sick. Uh, and they definitely did need um some defensive improvement. So that that's just a like perfect pick for them. Yeah. My next one was uh the 16th pick, which was the Hawks taking AJ Griffin. So when I was watching the draft, they had um like the Jay Billis uh, top prospects remaining mm-hmm. uh, at the bottom of the screen. And AJ Griffin was number one on that uh, Jay Billis's board for like maybe five or six picks. And I, I was like, like shocked that people just kept passing on him. I know he doesn't have like the highest ceiling, but I think he has a super high floor. He's like uh, the, the prototype of where the NBA is going. Um, just a long three and D wing. He's maybe the best pure shooter in the draft. So I think he's going to fit great um, with the Hawks. You can never have enough of those guys that can just shoot and play defense and don't need the ball to be effective. Uh, and I think getting him at 16 was kind of a steal. So I, I'm excited to see A.J. Griffin. Yeah, A.J. Griffin's going to be, like you said, he's a really good pickup for the Hawks. Um, hopefully he's not buried because they have too many just like wing forward kind of guys that hopefully they can that they've all they've the problem was they like drafted too well and they got a lot of guys that are solid they just have too many of them so like i know that they're definitely a seller um in this off season so hopefully they'll clear out some some room for aj to play because i really do like him he's got a high upside um yeah he's just gonna he's just he he had some injuries and if he's able to stay healthy he can be really really good so hopefully Unfortunately, he fell out of the lottery, but hopefully that he used that as motivation and he just, you know, builds off of that. And yeah, I like that pick as well. Um, I just want to talk about what Memphis did. Basically, I liked every single pick they made. Their first pick, they grabbed um, Jake Laveria out of Wake Forest, who, or sorry, Laravia out of um, Wake Forest, who, Jordan, I know you were explaining it to us. There's a little bit of controversy about his age. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, basically, he was listed on at 22 years old and he's only 20. And so leading up to the draft, he was projected like early second round, I think. Um, And then I think Jake like saw that he was listed at 22 years old and like a couple days before the draft, he changed that and he's actually 20 years old. So that's why he, uh, yes. So changed so much. Yeah. So he went from a second round talent because of an incorrect age to being the 19th pick Um, the Grizzlies did not have this pick. It was Minnesota's, but they traded 22 and 29 to grab it. And this is a great pick. Like, this is just a guy who fits in really well with what they're doing. He's got kind of that Memphis style to him. He's just going to be perfect down there. And then they also went and grabbed um, uh, David Roddy out of Colorado State. And if you listen to The Ringer, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connor was all over David Roddy. Uh, he's a huge shooting guard, like 6'6", almost like 300 pounds and very big. Uh, 
I don't know if he'll be good, but he he has like a very high upside. It's just like if they're able to get that out of him. I think Memphis is a team full of like weird players, like tweeners and stuff. Like you got your Desmond Baines, like guys that are just all over the place. Um, positionally, David Roddy's one of those guys. Not like you look at him, you don't think shooting guards. So I could yeah. see him playing well. <laughs> like I could see him playing really well for Memphis and just being a good asset for them. Um, and I really love what Memphis is doing. And then they also grabbed Kennedy Chandler, who went to school with Malik and I at UT. Of course, we watched him play tons of basketball. We lo- we love him dearly. And now he's from Memphis. So he's going back home to Memphis, which is just a great pick that I think makes it even more important. And I just think Kennedy Chandler is the only reason he's not, if he was not a first round pick or a lottery pick is the fact that he's like six one. Cause he literally has like a 42 to 45 inch vertical. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was in the forties. And then he doesn't do anything wrong. He shoots, defends, passes, rebounds. He's just great at everything. He's just too short. So Memphis has Memphis has a lot of grit and grind. That's where he's from. That's just an insane pickup. Like you got your hometown kid coming back home and he's staying in the state because he also went to UT, obviously, which is on the east side of the state. So yeah, great pickup for them. I love what Memphis is doing. They're going to be good for a very long time. And this is how you build a team like the Warriors that is going to be that is a, a good franchise for a very long time. Like you're, it's not going to be like Toronto who traded in for Kawhi and everyone won that championship and then completely dismantled is now kind of rebuilding. Memphis is going to be good for a long time with how they're doing this. Same with teams like Detroit with what they're doing in the draft. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think um, Kennedy fell. I, I really didn't. I watched him like I, I was in person for a lot of games. I yeah. just didn't feel like he was like I got a shooter at all. Yeah, I think like he was he was streaky, but he couldn't get better. Yeah, he has a good he, form. He does have good form. Um, the offense in Tennessee, like I know this is off the thing, but it was a little hard at times to get them like rolling, especially with Muscovy. Like I'm, I like him, but he's just one of those players, especially like with Auburn, where you're gonna have you have your guards who are not going to be in the NBA most likely that are kind of ruining your college career because they're kind of putting up shots for themselves. Yeah. I think Viscovi's kind of like that for Kennedy Chandler where he um he took a lot of shots and he initiated the offense mostly because he was he was older, but Kennedy Chandler was the best player on our team last year, I would say. And yeah. he there were times certainly where he was not put in the position to be the best player where he kind of had to rely on Viscovi to initiate. Uh Jordan, I I compare Santiago Viscovi sort of like to Marcus Smart, where it's like yeah. he pisses you off, and then he gets, then you'll get a steal and bring the game back and stuff like that. So it was kind of like this. It would be like when Marcus Smart starts initiating and playing, like shooting everything, and then Kennedy Chandler would be like Tatum or Brown, just kind of looking, waiting for his spot. So yeah, Kennedy Chandler mostly is just his size. He's like literally the exact same height and build as me, and obviously I would get beat up <laughs> in the NBA pretty pretty bad. So yeah, like it, it, hopefully he can throw, on, he can like put some weight on his frame get a little bit bigger, but John Moran is another one who's the exact same height and built as me. So that means the same as Kennedy Chandler as well. So they were able to get stuff out of jaw. Um, he's not quite the athlete that jaw is, but he's very close. So hopefully they can get something out of him. But, uh, is there any other picks that you guys, Oh, we, you talked about Malik. You talked about Patrick Baldwin jr. You want to talk about him? Yeah. Um, it's going to take him like a couple of years to get some playing yeah. time. He's going to be in a G league for a little bit, but yeah, he's got extremely high upside. Uh, he can, he can he can guard a little bit. He's got to improve on his lateral quickness and he'll be all right. But just give him two years. And uh, another pick I liked is Dyson Daniels. I know you already talked oh, about yeah. that, Max. Um, yeah. 
what Portland's building there, it's going to be like, like it's going to be crazy. I mean, Zion comes back anything like he did his second year where he averaged like 27 points a game. And no way, yeah, he only played 60 games, but yeah, if he can like get stay on the floor, they're going to be scary next year. Yeah. And worst case scenario, like this is mega ultra worst case scenario. I don't think it'll happen, but say Zion, um, he's now under contract. Say he's not performing or whatever. Maybe you're able to flip him depending on what the market looks like. If you're able to flip him for another asset in case he, which I wouldn't do because point Zion was nothing we've ever seen before. And he was, he had some of the best efficiency. He was setting records for it. And if you can keep Zion, you always will, but say it doesn't work out new orleans they still have a great team where to the to the point where they could trade zion get another piece back and really make themselves something special if needed if not they just keep zion which is a really good option and build around what they already have which is a good amount of stuff but either way like you said dyson daniels is really perfect for this team and they've got a bright bright future they were already in the play-in so it's gonna be interesting to see what they end up doing especially because they have a nice mix of young guys and old guys with McCollum and Ingram and Valanciunas, like they've been there before, but they also have Jackson Hayes and Dyson Daniels and uh, Alvarado, stuff like that. They took they, they took Phoenix in six games. They almost yeah. beat Phoenix. Exactly. Crazy. Which should have been, I don't know, looking back on it now, I guess hindsight's 2020, but like maybe that was a sign that Phoenix was not who we thought they were because they ended up losing the next round, I believe, right? To, that was when they collapsed. Yeah. So yeah. Just interesting, but yeah, no. And then um, one more pick I just want to talk about real quick was Coloco, Christian Coloco at 33 to Toronto. Um, Coloco was like a very stereotypical Toronto player, just long, lanky center. Um, one of the only other, along with Duran and Mark Williams, one of the only real like true centers in this uh, draft. And yeah, they just got a lot more length. They're just a weird team with tons of length and a lot of weird, like not a lot. They just have a ton of like forwards and centers. That's about it. So I like what they did there, grabbing him. He might not be anything, but if he is, I, I like what Toronto grabbed there. Jordan, do you have any other picks you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm all good. I think we covered it. Yeah, there was. I'm sure we're missing some, but there was just so many. Like they really did a good draft this year. There was only a couple of head scratcher moves. The rest of it was like pretty, uh, pretty, pretty understandable and even better than we could have imagined. But yeah, this was a great draft. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens next up. We got some free agency and trades coming on coming up um, just in the future. So I'm excited to see what happens. But yeah, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, we'll be back with another episode later.